Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over a 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Life feels perfect, other days it just ain't working The good, the bad, the right, the wrong, and everything in between Yo, it's crazy, amazing, we can turn our hearts through the words we say Hello, hello, hello everyone, and welcome tonight, welcome to the Butterfly Evolution Show I am so excited about tonight's show, um, about our special guest, and I see Mr. Sun here is in queue with us. I'm going to go ahead and pull Mr. Sonier in. We're going to go through um, our our little housekeeping tips so that we can get everybody kind of just set because I know that we have many first-time listeners tonight. So, Mr. Sonier, if you'll just hang tight with us for just a second, and we're going to kind of turn it over to you and then ask some questions and get our, our youth involved. So just remember, if you're listening by phone, please Select the number one only if you have a question or a comment for tonight's show. So, again, if you're listening by phone, select the number one if you have a question or a comment. For those of you who are in the chat line or listening online with us, you can send your questions or comments there. Remember, you do have to be a registered follower of the show, but you can do that as you uh, or online tonight, or you can just simply call in. Um, we kind of want to leave the, the phone line open for our youth tonight. So if you are an adult and you're able to listen online, please do so. That way we'll, we'll clear the line up for our youth because maybe they have some questions as well. But feel free. If you're an adult and you're, you're listening with your, with your child or with a student or something, you know, feel free to jump in and ask questions as well. So that's our housekeeping things. I'm going to be, be real brief tonight. Just want to remind you guys of the trash can concept. If you have not, please move your trash can. We ask you to do that to promote change, to get you thinking about how your mind keeps up with even the most smallest insignificant things. What you will learn in moving your trash can is oftentimes you know you've moved it, but you will go back to its old location. In doing that, Allow yourself to think, what else am I, am, am I allowing my mind to just take me to without much thought process? So please move those trash cans and tell us about your story. Tell us the story. We've heard some funny stories about the trash can uh, concept. And, again, that is just to promote transformation and to promote change. I think that is very relevant to tonight's show um, because Mr. Sanyer, in, in my opinion, had to go through – much transformation, I would say, to, 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 to do what he did, and he's going to share his story with us tonight. So that being said, we're going to uh, hope I didn't miss anything, but we're going to move forward pretty quickly here So because we got our babies on tonight, and we want them to be able to sleep well so they can do well tomorrow in school. Uh, I also have Rodney Jordan on with us. Uh, you guys know him. He's the author and teacher, but he's author of Tired of Being Black, and you guys, we went over that book uh, many times on this show, 
hopefully you guys have read it because it is a very interesting, um, reflecting read, So, in my opinion. So let's just go ahead, Rodney. Are you there with us? Yes, I am. Good evening, everyone. Can you hear me? Yes, we hear you just fine. All right. I, I am so excited uh, for this show. Um, I'm ready to, to just listen to Mr. Sunyer and um, and just be inspired myself. So I hope that the youth are listening. I hope that the parents, the teachers are listening because I'm just ecstatic about this show. I'm, I, I'm ready. <laughs> okay, great. Okay, we're going to pull Mr. Sanyer in. And remember, you all, if you, if you have students that, that are not able, that, that are not able to listen in tonight, remember they have the entire week to listen to the show and submit their essay, and we're going to give that information at the end of the show. We're also going to post it on the website as well, but we want you to listen to the show so that you will get all that you need from it. So hang with us. If you're not able to, be sure to go back and listen to the archive show so that you can get the information needed for the competition. So, without further ado, we are, Mr. Sanier, we are turning the mic over to you, as they say. We want you to come in, say hello, and just catch us up to date. Tell us a little bit about who you are, because Rodney and I have a, a host of questions for you tonight, and hopefully the listeners do as well. So, Mr. Sanier, welcome to Butterfly Evolution Show, and please tell us as much about yourself as you would like to get us started. Okay, well, first of all, thank you for having me on. Uh, and I want to say hello to all the listeners out there. Uh, I, of, course, of course, I'm Joseph Gabriel Sonny. I am uh, now and currently the principal at Poverty Elementary School. Uh, my journey did not start uh, uh, quite easily. Uh, in fact, I, I didn't even rec- realize that I'd be here uh, as principal speaking to everyone uh, tonight. Um, my journey first started in uh, I can remember when we when I moved uh, to from one school to another. I was uh, attending school in 1978 in uh, a, a little town called Leonville, which is about seven miles from where I live now. And uh, my mother and father had separated at the time, and uh, we moved over to Port Barry in October of 1978. Uh, I continued going to school in Leonville because my mother worked as a housekeeper. Uh, in Leonville, and so uh, I'm the uh, I'm the second oldest child, but I was the uh, only one that graduated from the school in Leonville. My my siblings graduated here uh, in Port Barry, but uh, when I graduated, in fact, I graduated with honors. I graduated fifth of my class. I was the senior class vice president. I went on uh, uh, that summer to do a little construction work. And then I, in the fall of uh, 1979, I went to uh, Southern University in Baton Rouge to major in electrical engineering. Uh, but uh, a semester, uh, uh, a semester later, I had to drop out of Southern University to help my mother uh, raise and uh, be able to uh, 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 financially to, to help my family financially because uh, at that time. Uh, child support was an issue that was pressed, and therefore my uh, mother needed assistance because she was uh, only a housekeeper at the time. And so uh, I went out, did construction work, worked at a sawmill, uh, worked at a supermarket, and I decided it's not something I wanted to do, so I went to a technical college and even uh, into major electrical circuitry, but then that didn't pan out because 
uh, my mother still could not afford uh, to take care of the family, so I went and went back into the workplace again. Uh, when I went back into the workforce, I uh, then met my wife, uh, who uh, who later bore me two sons, two sons that I, I love dearly. Uh, but however, uh, I was working at this one supermarket that uh, I was not too pleased with, and then uh, a principal at the time who taught me uh, junior high, he taught me Louisiana history in junior high, became the principal at Fort Bear Elementary. And he was looking for a custodian. And so I got the word that he was looking for a custodian, so I came on board and got hired as a custodian in 1981. Now, uh, great to say that I, I, I'm a person that whatever job I've given, uh, I work very hard at. And this was one job uh, as a custodian, you could have sweared, I was getting paid a million dollars to do it because that's how much pride I took in it. I, and I, I established those worth work ethics for my family. Uh, in 1985, when my oldest uh, son was getting ready to enter kindergarten, the principal at the time was Wesley Jones, uh, again, who was my teacher. Uh, he uh, stepped up to me and said, uh, you know, your son's getting ready to enter school. And I know you're a custodian here. I know you enjoy the job you're doing. He says, but I taught you in junior high, and I know your potential. And he said, I'd rather see you educating students. I feel the students can benefit from you educating them rather than you being a custodian. Granted that a custodian's uh, job is an honest living. You don't have to look over your shoulders. Uh, I heard him loud and clear, and he said, but he he, he made another statement that really resonated in my heart and in my mind. And he said, I'd rather see you grading papers than taking them up. And that was, that, that was one of the key things that really set uh, my mind in motion. I did not uh, immediately enter school. In fact, what I did was I, that same fall when my son entered school, I, deci- I decided to teach uh, religious education at my church. And so I did, and in 1995, even though I had, uh, and granted, this was 10 years later, because this happened in 1985 is when he first put it on my mind. But in 1995, he retired, and I had still not yet entered school, but I was still teaching religious education. Well, the next principal that came in, uh, he saw my potential as well, and uh, they, he would assign me to administrative duties, some of the duties he wouldn't even assign to teachers. And oftentimes when, us, when uh, people would come onto the campus looking for the principal, and he was the principal, and he would say, uh, oh, you're looking for the principal? Let me see if I can get him for you. And he was speaking of me. And so at that time, it's like I, I, I didn't see it coming, but he was, he was because of my knowledge of the school, the ins and outs of the school, he felt he felt that I knew more about the school than he did. So when people would come asking for the principal, he would he would call out my name. And uh, in fact, he had told it to other principals, and uh, they were willing to. They would say, "I wish I had your custodian at my school." But uh, uh, what happened is, in the year 2000, uh, that same principal, Mr. August, said, "You know what? You need to take up Mr. Jones on 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 his on what he had asked you to do about going back to school." You, you have too much potential to remain a custodian. I, I, we, see, we see you with better, better and bigger things. And so that fall of 2000, uh, I decided to enroll into school. 
In fact, my youngest son uh, was just, had just graduated from high school, so I began college the same time with my youngest son who was in college, and my oldest son was already enrolled in college. So we were all going to college together. And uh, during this time, believe it or not, these are the responsibilities I took on. I was a basketball official, which, which I did for 22 years. I did college basketball. I umpired high school baseball and softball. I was a baseball uh, softball director for a recreation league. And so I was doing all this while I was in school, Grant you. So uh, I wore many hats during that time. And uh, along with teaching uh, uh, religious education at my church. Uh, And then on weekends, at least while I was enrolled in school, on weekends both my sons had gotten uh, received football scholarships. So on weekends my wife and I were going follow my sons uh, 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 to watch them play football on weekends. Now, uh, as the years went by, uh, uh, like what I was doing was I was allowed to set up our own schedule, and the superintendent would work, he and the principal would work on my schedule. For example, I would come to work at 5 o'clock in the morning, and then I would, I would leave at 7, which I work for two hours, leave at 7, go to the university, and then I would take classes all day, and I'd come back at night and clean, finish cleaning my classrooms. And this was about midnight. And then I would leave and go home and do my homework. And so in 2006, I got my associate's degree for junior college because it was a program in which was called uh, a 2 plus 2 program where I did a junior college and a Division One college. So I was duly enrolled. And so uh, I would get up the next morning, which I'd get maybe two, two and a half, three hours sleep at the most, and then I would come back to work at 5 o'clock and repeat that process over again. I did that for about two and a half years. Now, I started college in 2000, but I graduated from the University of Louisiana Lafayette in 2008, and I graduated with a 3.85 GPE, which uh, allowed me to be the sixth uh, graduate in, the, in, that, in that class of over 300 students. Uh, and I felt real good about that because I was the first male and really the first black male to do that. And so I was very late about that. And uh, so then in 2008, I got my degree to teach. And then uh, I started teaching third grade. I did third grade for three years. And then uh, my principal moved me over to fourth grade. But after teaching three years, I decided to go get my master's in educational leadership. So uh, I got the master's in educational leadership. I graduated from Arkansas State University with a 4.0 in December 2012. I taught another year of fourth grade. I started teaching fourth grade until November 2013. Is when, on November 7, 2013, is when I got appointed principal at Fort Valley Elementary School. And uh, once uh, I, got, uh, I got appointed, it was a little while that uh, I so look, uh, local media and sort of got a wind of what, what I'd accomplished. And then it got to uh, larger newspapers until uh, CVS uh, uh, with Steve Hart- on the road with Steve Hartman. Uh, they had gotten my story, and they said uh, that they wanted to come down and, and, and do a little uh, segment on me. And so they did a segment, and uh, the segment just shot off because from there 
I more uh, like CNN, Fox, ABC, and then just recently I did a a, a segment on Rachel Ray, on which they uh, Rachel Ray aired my show on last uh, Thursday, and so uh, it's been a lot. It's been uh, uh, in fact uh, on last Thursday, I was also honored by the Democratic our local Democratic uh, Executive Committee as Distinguished Person of the Year. Uh, in Lafayette, uh, for the African American uh, uh, History Parade, they, uh, I was one of their honorees, uh, uh, and they, they, I was invited to gala, and they, they had a float that, in fact, that honored me uh, as uh, one of the leading figures in Louisiana. And so, uh, but just to say, it's, it's been a, it's been a good, quite a journey. And uh, I tell you what, I, I sort of got an inkling of what celebrity status can be because uh, my Email's been busy, my phone's been busy, and the media's been busy. Wow, wow. Yes. Oh, wow. <laughs> well, um, we ha- well, first of all, let me read this comment. We we got received this comment in, in kind of the chat on Facebook. It says, this was his destiny. He had no way to not push this with all the support around him. And, you know, I, I wanted to read that because after hearing your story and talking to you just a few times that we had, you know, to talk, mm-hmm. I felt the same way. Like, like your life, like, for I think I mentioned to you for such a time as this, um, and I feel that you have yet, you, you, you have yet to really, in my opinion, just feel who, who this will touch, who this story, because there's a child out there who is going to have to drop out of school or cannot go because of financial situations. And and in, in hearing your story, even if it's 27, 30 years later, what I want them to, to see is that, and I, and I feel this to be so true about you, is that you never lost hope or sight of who you were as a person. And my first question is, is, is did, was there ever a time where you felt stuck? Or, or did you just kind of go through life with a sense of gratitude about wherever you were in whatever situation? Because that's what it sounds like. But so for those people who sometimes feel stuck in life, hopeless, was there ever a time where you felt as if life is kind of over, I'm stuck? Well, i I tell you, when I first started school, uh, I, I would tell you there's something that happened uh, that really sort of, uh, sort of frightened me a little bit. Uh, it was in 2000, August of 2000, when I first started school. I was to start school that Monday. And the Friday before I started school, uh, my house was engulfed in a sulfuric acid field, and I lost my home. And when I, if I lose my home, I knew that I had to start school on Monday. So that day, when, that morning, when I left to come to work, I had no idea that was going to happen. And so when I left to come to work that day, all I had was the clothes on my back. And so uh, my wife and I, we were like, it was like a dumb father. We didn't know what we were going to do, how we were going to make it. And I didn't know, I, I knew I was, I was supposed to start, start school that Monday. But I said, to, I said that, no, I'm not going to let this defeat me. And so what I did was I called the instructor, and I asked the instructor if I could wait a week Till I gather things together, you know, uh, get some money together, uh, get some clothes, be able to be able to uh, uh, finance myself for that week 
until I get things together. Uh, cause I knew I had to get my house in order because I lost it, and what I was going to do next. I, and I, there were several things I had to go through. I had to go through a long process, and I said that I wasn't going to let that defeat me. So instead of giving up at that point, I, I looked at it as an obstacle, and I said, no, I'm not going to stop. I'm going to go on ahead, and I'm going to go to school. I'm just going to have to go a week later. And the instructor, the instructor that I had at the time knew it, and they said, okay, we'll do that. So they did not, I did not lose any time because I was caught up when I, when I got in there. But one thing I'd like to share with everyone is that in, in a, when I first started working here at this school, I, I felt that in my heart that I would work here maybe five or ten years, and then I was going to find something else to do. But I was so reminded after I was appointed principal here, uh, Proverbs chapter 16, verse 9. And it says, man makes, up, makes plans for himself what he, want, what he wants to do, but it is God who decides what he will do. And I recognize that because God put, me, put people in place for me that would sort of direct me and motivate me and encourage me to get the education. So I ended up staying here much longer than I anticipated. In fact, uh, this I'm in my 33rd year at the same school, and uh, never in my wildest dreams that I think I'd be uh, the principal. And so obstacles such as, as, as what I faced in 2000 when I first started school, that was one that, that uh, I thought was going to deter me from starting school, but I didn't let it defeat me. I knew that God had, a, God had, a, had something in store for me, and I was going to wait on him and listen to him. Mr. Sainid, uh, this is Rodney, um, and me being a very young teacher myself, um, I'm only 31, and this is my sixth year teaching, and this is the first story of its kind. Uh, I've never heard of of any story um, quite like yours, and so I uh, I know that I am just blessed. Uh, sitting here listening listening to your story. Um, but what message do you think um, your story personally sends to um, children, um, adults? Because I know that, that, that this show is geared towards the youth tonight. But even those who are, who are out of school, because right. at, at 27 years, um, I would think that someone who has been on a job for 27 years, your mind is on retiring. So how? <laughs> so what message is 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 in your story? I, I mean, this is. I think this is very powerful. Uh, yes, sir. Well, I think this is what I always uh, tell tell students or anyone I speak to, is that you never let the situation you're in right now. Or, the, or, or, or any circumstance, define who you're going to become. What you do, what you, whatever dream you have, pursue it, because there always is hope. But you have to have that faith, because this is this little, those five letters that says faith, that if you have that faith, your dream is going to come true. It's not, it's not always, and that's for any adults as well as to it, it's not where you start. It's how you finish. And that's the message I always send to tell anyone. Do not let whatever you're in now define who you're going to become later. I think I think that you have just 
just one uh, amazing story. And, and, and what I would also like to ask is, um, we know of it as a, a as a great story, but was there any um, neg- negativity coming from perhaps the, the staff um, who had worked with you um, before you became a teacher or became um, an administrator? Was there was there any negativity coming from the staff or the community, um, assistant principals, counselors? Was there any negativity coming from anyone? And how did how, how did you deal with that? Okay, uh, I'll, I'll be I'll be honest with you. Uh, when I was doing when I was uh, doing uh, my observations with teachers on staff, because I would use this staff to do my observations, uh, and you know, as a teacher that. That you have to go into the uh, into classrooms and observe other teachers at work, and those te- those individuals are very receptive. Now, I faced no negativity to be honest with you, because uh, the only thing that I worried about when I first started teaching, you know, come from a being a custodian, you often worry uh, that uh, people are going to say, "Well, I don't want this person teaching my child because he's a janitor. What what janitor can teach?" can become a teacher or teach in the classroom. Well, after right. our first year of teaching, uh, I guarantee you the, the next year, I had everyone wanting that child to be my class, my classroom. <laughs> so so I, I, I it, proved man. myself. You know, my, my, my work ethic, as oftentimes as, as, as been what spoke for me, people that, that knew me uh, always saw this, this, this guy who would, wouldn't complain, who loved what he did, and love the people around him and love their kids. And so when when uh, I became a teacher, I mean, every year, now I, I want to be honest with you, I only taught for five years and three months before I was appointed principal because I, I was a janitor for 27 years prior to that. So uh, when when I was, when the word was being, when the, when people found that I was, I had applied to the position as principal, that was people that all I heard was, you deserve it. If anybody deserves it, you deserve it. You're going to do a great job. And my staff was one that the day I, in which I was appointed was at a board meeting, I had over half of my staff at the meeting showing their support. Uh, and to this day, uh, in fact, on last Friday, I had a what we call a faculty advisory meeting. And what it is is to draw concerns that are going on on the campus that, that I need to address. Well, as I addressed each chairperson for each grade level, neither had a single concern or complaint about what I've been doing as the principal at this school. So uh, because they know me well and because they know that if you give me anything to address, I'll address it immediately. I'm not one to to procrastinate. I I handle it immediately, and this is what, uh, what works well for the school. And so... I haven't had any negative from the community, uh, from my staff, from the central office, nothing. So I'm very proud. This is one thing I'm very proud, proud and happy to say thank God for. Wow. You know, this is Tammy, and, and you mentioned just a little bit ago that everyone kind of mentioned to you or said to you, you deserve it. What I'd like for you to speak to our youth about um, is character. Uh, you mentioned earlier that even you know, even in doing your job as a janitor, whatever you decide, whatever job you had, you decided to do it with, with all that you gave it all that you had. You did did the 
greatest and the best job in everything you did. Talk to our young people about the importance of carrying such character and value and integrity. Um, just talk to our young people about that, if you don't mind. Okay, uh, I, this is what I, I, I tend to say often. Your attitude determines your altitude. And, and what do I mean by that? If you have a good attitude about anything, if you take on that positive attitude, then you're going to soar. But if you have that attitude, that, that negative attitude, uh, that condescending one, then that's what's going to happen. Then you're, you, you, then you're going you're gonna to fall and you're going to fail. And so I often tell, it, it, I tell students, it's, your attitude has to be a positive one. If you're not positive about anything, if you're the, if you're the individual that you never see good in anything, then nothing good is going to come to you. And you have to know that nothing good comes easy. Everything, of, everything uh, uh, that, comes, that comes easy, more, most of the time is not a good thing. And so whenever you're seeking out or, or anything you want, you, you have to know that you're going you're you're to face some obstacles. And, and you're going to have these fears that are always going to tell you something that's going to that's, that's deter you from your, from your dream. But you've got to keep your eye on the prize. If you keep your eye on the prize, you're going to do the right thing. You're going to meet the right people. If you want to be successful, then you have to surround yourself around successful people. And that's, and that's what happened to me. Because when I, I would never, I was one of those individuals that when my parents always told us, always told us that if you want to be successful in life, surround yourself with people that have great things in mind. And therefore, you're going to be great. But it doesn't matter where you start from, because a lot of times, when people see you doing good in small things, they know you're going to do greater things with bigger things. So always keep that in mind. Let your attitude, your attitude will determine your altitude. So have that attitude of positivity, perseverance, and patience. Mr. Sonia, have you had any uh, students, um, staff members, parents, um, come back to you and tell you about a, um, a about a way in which you inspired them or touched their life, and if so, can you share that with us? Okay. Well, I, I've had several people right now that uh, have contacted me and, and, and told me they're, uh, they're they're actually going back to school because of me, and uh, and that I got this through emails to people right here in the community. Uh, I had one person who. Uh, and was going to become a doctor at first, but they stopped uh, going to school. They, when they graduated from, from college, they went and they started teaching and, and stayed away from, 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 being in the, uh, from going to get that doctorate degree, uh, I mean, a medical uh, uh, degree in medicine, in medicine. And so that person told me, because of you now, I'm going back to school. I'm going to continue to pursue my degree in medicine. And and uh, and I've had several instances uh, occurring, you know, as such. Uh, I have people right now that are, that are that uh, are going back to get that master's degree because they were just. In fact, I have some staff members that are doing now going to get that master's degree. They were just individuals who were satisfied with their bachelor's. Now, uh, in fact, I was instrumental in getting five teachers on campus when I went to get my master's. I, I, I got them into going to get their masters, and now they all have masters. One has a master's degree in educational leadership, and the other four in uh, curriculum and instruction. And so now I got about four other teachers that are interested right now in going to get their masters. So uh, it is. I've touched uh, 
many people as I go around uh, the communities and wherever people see me, and they tell and they're telling me, "Listen, I love your story. Uh, I, because of you, uh, I'm going. I want to go back to school." In fact, I've had a a, a college out of Corpus Christi, Texas, where they just sent me the whole class. Uh, it's a class of adults. They all wrote me a letter. And I haven't read them yet. I got them this past Saturday. And I'm anxious to read them because they told me that, that I've inspired them. And, in fact, I'm going to do a live uh, a webcam uh, with them uh, on on this coming Wednesday to talk to them about uh, how, how, you know, how important it is to persevere and never give up your dream. Wow. Uh, this, 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 this is just in, 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 incredible. Go ahead, Tammy. It, it really is. I mean, I thought I was prepared for it, but I'm almost a loss of words. And for you all who know me, I'm a talker, and I I am rarely at a loss for words. Because, again, I thought I kind of had heard the story enough to where, okay, I'm, I'm going to be on, but, you know, I'm just going to kind of be here. But it is so much more than I ever expected um and and that's times 10 i want to ask about your students now do do the, the students there at your school because you're at a, an elementary school correct is it yes is it baby? what do they know your story to the to the fullest and how you know what do they think how do they do they ask you questions um that kind of thing how do they respond to you on a daily basis okay well the ones who know more about me are the are, are the fourth grade students. The uh, the little babies, uh, they just look at me as a as a star on campus, you know, because they see me on television and, and it just it just wows them. Uh, and what I what I what I'm, what I'm trying to organize right now is because many of them don't, don't know my story. I have some faculty members right now, and I'm glad you asked that question. We're working on something right now, uh, on a, in fact, an awards program that we're going to have, and. This is where I'm going to have the opportunity to speak to the students about my journey and uh, and, and 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 you know where I came from and to where I am now. So uh, yeah, we we we're in the stage of planning that now because that's one of the things that were was spoken about. Uh, in fact, it was a a, a parent that that that, uh, that that was outside this community asked the same question you just asked. Uh, do your students know your story? Because they see you all over television, they see you in the newspaper, but do they truly know your, know your story? And they, and they they brought this to one of the faculty members, and the faculty member brought it to my attention. I said, well, then we need to do something about that. We need to make sure that my students on on this campus know so that they can strive to be as successful as their as their principal. Right. Any future teachers from the from the fourth grade class, the ones who completely understand? Do you uh, foresee any of them? maybe wanting to i would love to see maybe just tons and tons of kids under your uh lead, from your leadership become teachers because i just really feel that they will be great at it you mentioned how the faculty accepted you um and to to me that is amazing and it, and speaks volumes of again your character and who you are and have all, always been so any any fourth graders that you think because of what they see and hear and the greatness um, and leadership there at your school that will possibly pursue teaching degrees? Will you touch uh, on that I, at the event that you talk about? I, I do I do foresee that that happen because uh, uh, many of them, when I, in fact, the class that I had before I became principal, 
that was one of the things I asked many of the kids. I said, how many of you would like to be teachers? And over half my class said they wanted to be teachers. But because they knew that, you know, where I, they knew where I was coming from. And, uh, and in fact, the ones that, have, that I've taught before, that have gone on to a higher grade level, they're coming back and telling me they, they you know they want to be teachers. So it, it's it's very interesting, interesting that that should be that has occurred because I I, I see that I, that I've impacted their lives. But uh, one thing that that is really that I want to share too is that uh, a few of the teachers that are on campus now, they were students here when I was a custodian, and and there and then I went to a couple of them during my observation time. And it's just it's just so ironic that going through all that uh, process that I'm now their instructional leader, you know, and it's just it's just it's just so ironic that I'm now their instructional leader, and they were here for when for when I was a custodian to 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 my uh, stint now as principal. You know that speaks volumes too. I just because I mean I'm I'm all about faith, and and God is is the head of my life. When you you just cannot you cannot get around God's will when you are obedient and live a life of gratitude and thanks the word said and give give thanks in everything and I truly just believe as as one of our listeners said that this this was your destiny this this there's so many people that will be touched um, you you are uh, you are a legacy you're going to leave behind a legacy for sure. So I just Definitely. thank you. Rodney, I know you had some more questions, and we have a number of people that have, have tuned in, um, you know, since we've started. Just here, here recently, you are listening to Mr. Sonier, Joseph Gabe Sonier, 27-year janitor who is now principal, and he shared his story with, with us. You will need to go back and listen to the beginning because he, again, provided uh, in great depth his story to us. So be sure to get your youngsters to listen, and we're going to give out some information about the competition here shortly as we kind of work to bring it to a close. We don't want to keep him too long. He's on a different time zone and have, have a faculty to run on tomorrow. So, Rodney, I know you have some more questions, and the lines are open for those of you who are listening, and the chat line is available as well. Go ahead, Rodney. Um, Mr. Sondier, um we, we know that you have um, experienced a great deal of success um, it, it has definitely been a um, a long journey for you, and you've overcome many obstacles along the way. Um, but now that you are at the point where you are um, and you have um, had so much success, what continues to motivate you at this point in your life, in your career, what are some of those things that continue to motivate you? Because, you know, it's easy for us, you know, once we reach a certain point, um, especially for the young people, you know, um, everything for us is, is is a big deal. And so how do we keep going once we've reached our goals or once we've achieved certain things? What what continues to motivate you um, even after all of the success that you've had? Well, uh, the first thing uh, I think I, um, I would like to say is that it's a lot of times it's I feel that it's not all about me. It's about the message. And you see, and when I was in school and college, uh, I had some advisors tell me, you know, 
There are people that inspired you uh, and, and encouraged you to get, in, to get into school. And, and you listened and you heard. And when you're done with your schooling, then it's your, it's your turn to inspire others. And so one thing as I there may be another Joseph Gabriel Sonia out there and that needs to hear and it needs to be inspired. And so that, that that is my thing. I don't I don't want it to be all about me because I think God is using me as that instrument and he wants me to get that message. And if God wills has anything else in my life that I will continue to let him order those steps and I will just follow. So if there are other things that he wants me to do, I will listen because I believe in this still small voice. And so I will listen to whatever he says and, and then use that to continue to motivate and inspire others. And, and this is why if, if there's something else in my life that I want to accomplish, I plan to do that. If there are other things that, that uh, like just being able to be on this talk show here, if I have to do it, if I have to go throughout the nation speaking to people and just to inspire, that's what I want to do because that's God's message. There's always hope. Whatever you believe in, you can achieve it. But with faith, it can be done. You have to have that faith in God. You can't let anything keep you from keeping your eye on the prize. That, 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 is, that is certainly true. I know that there are a number of issues um, that have just overtaken our society, have overtaken our schools. Um, you know, in Chicago, you know, we hear about so many young people being killed. Um, if you look at statistics when it comes to math, when it comes to reading, um, so many kids are are behind. Um, we we see a number of disciplinary issues in schools um, around the country, not just in Louisiana where you are, not just in Tennessee, not just in Virginia where I am, but we see a number of different issues um, with our young people. What do you think the biggest problem is, and how do you address it at your school, or how how do you think um, parents or teachers can address these issues um, that we are experiencing with our young people? Because the media has a great influence over them. These rappers have a great influence over them. How do you, how do you deal with it, and, and how... You know, how do you think um, other adults um, can deal with it, and what message can you send to to the children about about dealing with peer pressure and and, and things of that nature? Okay, I, I think my first thing I would say we we need more parental involvement. I, th- I, I think we we we've lost sight of that. Uh, I, I heard a, I mean, I was talking to Vincent just the other day, and we we're talking about how uh, prayer has been taken out of school. But it's just so ironic how prayer has been taken out of school. We take the Bible out of school, but yet we go and we put them in our prisons. And something's wrong with that picture. And and, and so and so when I, I, the Bible needs to, needs to be in the school, that I think that's where we lost it all at. Because when we had prayer in schools, schools were safe. Uh, and uh, but of, of course. Laws have changed, like so. Laws have, have stated differently, and so you know. So we have to deal, uh, uh, just deal with the with the hand we're dealt. But I say that parents need to get more involved 
in their child, in their children's lives daily. I mean, it's it's. Uh, I, I always say this: God has given us these children, and when God gives us these children, our life is not our own anymore. Our life becomes about them, and if we as parents don't uh, give uh, take the gift that God has given us and do something right with that then we're going to continue to lose our children because our children need that structure. They need that guidance. They need that discipline. And they're asking for it. They're crying for it. But we as adults, as adults are not giving it to them. We'd rather give them these electronics and say, uh, here, just go here. And, and, uh, and, and technology has played a, a, a great part in this, too. When you look at, at, at television now, you see, you see children all the time. They're on the cell phones, and there's no conversation going on in the home. Everybody's somewhere in, in, the, in their separate rooms or separate areas with technology, and nobody's coming together at the table to eat and say, "Let's talk about what's happening. Let's talk about what you need, what's, what's in store for you for the future. Let's let's pray together. You know, things of that nature. We don't have that anymore. We need more of that. But the parents are the ones that need to hear this message, and they need to take care of those that are their little babies, their gift from God." I say this all the time. I, and, and I could not agree with you more. And I think um, I think being a teacher myself, um, a lot of the things that you are saying, um, I know that I hear them all of the time. Um, teachers are frustrated um, because, you know, the students are, are behind um, when they come in. I know me. Um, being a teacher myself, um, you know, I, I get kids every year who are two and three grade levels behind in reading. Um, they struggle in middle school, high school, writing complete sentences, um, you know, and, and, and we as teachers are, you know, are upset and we're frustrated because we really want these kids to do well and not necessarily getting the, the support from the parents. Um, sometimes not feeling like we're getting the support from the um, from the administration. What is it that, um, because I'm sure that there are teachers who are listening, what is it that, that teachers can do um, when they feel like they are isolated, when they feel like it's just them and the kids, when they feel like they, they, they are not getting the support from the parents or not getting the support from the administration? What is it that, Teachers need to be reminded of, or what are some some uh, some strategies or some tips that you can give to teachers when they begin to feel that way? Okay, I will. I would say this to teachers: the students come to us who they are, and what we have to do is we can't blame them for what for their circumstances or for their situation. We can't blame them, so we we have to continue to nurture them, regardless of their situation. Go out on a limb. I know it can be frustrating, and because my, my staff over here, we often talk about that. You know, about what what can we do? The parents aren't giving or providing this. This is not, they, they're going through uh, a, their parents separating in their homes, and and uh, uh, somebody just got uh, somebody selling drugs in their home. The those kids can't get no sleep at night because of all the the the, the drama that's going on, and it's not their fault. And so I, I just continue to say, just let's just continue to pray for them. Let's continue to want to educate them because it's not their fault. 
And I always say it's never their fault. So let's just do all we can. And I know sometimes we think all we do is, is, is not enough. When all we do is not enough, then take, a, take another step and try again. Because there's always some different strategy. Go to someone. And so a lot of times we can go into our communities. We can go and talk to our parents. I always encourage my teachers, get on the phone, talk to the parents, let them know when their child is doing something good. And so, and so, because a lot of times when parents hear something negative, when you call and and when the teacher calls and says something bad has happened, parents don't want to hear that. And so, a lot of times they, they'll change their numbers just so they don't want to talk to you. So sometimes we got to say, this is what's what's going good, in what your child is doing well. And so maybe if the parent hears enough of how well that child is doing, then they're going to take more, a, a more a vested interest in that that child's school life. And then maybe they'll provide a better uh, better circumstance for them at home. Because if I know my child is giving their all, then it's time for me to give it my all. And so this is what we do over here for Elementary. Okay. And, and this is Tammy. Um, Rodney brought up the, the question about discipline. Do you have many discipline um, issues in your school? Do you have a, a, a great number of, of discipline issues, or would you say a smaller number based on what we hear and see today? Okay. When I first came in, discipline was a big problem because uh, what was happening is the, the, the students were taking over, uh, the, the, the parents were, were getting their way, and, I, and, I, and, I, and I, I, I didn't like it, and that was one of the first things I wanted to do when I came in uh, into the school. So what I did was I asserted myself right away. I went into the classrooms, uh, laid down the ground rules, laid down the law, and uh, discipline now is a is at minimal. In fact, the parents are talk to the teachers, and I, the teachers often come back and talk to me. They said the parents ask this question: What happened? You know, the school is not the same. You know, uh, things are uh, are so much better. What happened? Well, Mr. Sawyer came in. And he he said he knew that discipline was a was an issue, and he laid down the law, and he handled it immediately, and that's what I did. But I, but when I came in, I didn't just go in and come in to be authoritarian. I didn't do that. I let the kids know how much we care about them, and how important they are to us, and how important their education is to us. And but we can't get it done if your behavior is going to be uh, one that does not display uh, a positive a positive behavior. So we did a lot of talk about positive behavior. And then those little students that were giving us those problems, well, uh, needs to say uh, the consequences were uh, it was immediate. And that's the way I felt I had to do it. It couldn't be it couldn't it can't be something that, that lingers on. It, and and the and the and the uh, the consequence has to fit as you would put it, the crime. You can't Go in there and punish the kid, give the kid a real harsh punishment, punishment for something that's 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 mediocre in in, in our nature. Yeah, so so that so I asserted myself in real early and often, and that has changed the face of Fort Elementary as far as discipline is concerned. Okay, and my last question is um, because I want to just focus on a little bit the power of words. So let's go back to the principal who was also your former teacher who planted that seed um, in you when he said 
I'd rather see you grading papers than picking them up. Can you elaborate a little bit more about, um, because I know you said that it took you, I think, 10 years before you actually uh, enrolled in school, but those those words all those stuck with you. Can you tell us about what those words did to you, the life that it spoke into you, and what kind of happened to you within those 10 years? You said, it, I think you just kept revisiting those words to the point, you know, until the time you went. But just kind of talk about the power of words for the parents and teachers and whomever that's listening, the power of words in, in children's lives and adults as well. Okay, yes, words are powerful. Uh, they can hurt you, they can harm you, but they can also do good. And in this situation, it did good because when that, 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 that sort of... Uh, gave me the inclination of the potential that I had. I, I, my mother and father taught me well and you know, taught us that education was key. But to hear someone who taught you to tell you that, you know, you have the potential and you can benefit students better as an educator than a custodian, it was not, he was not telling me that, I was not, that the job I was doing was not a good one or an honest one, but that... I could touch lives better if I educate, if I educate them. And so when I heard that, I did not immediately go into getting to school. As I stated earlier, I went to start teaching religious education. I would, and, and what I would do is I would go in and out of the classrooms. And, I, and, like, for example, if I was in the classroom and something needed to be repaired in the classroom, I would pay very close attention to what that teacher was doing, how that teacher would, uh, would relate and interact with their students. And, and from that, I would knew whether if that was something that I wanted to do or something that I did not want to do because you could take from what a teacher is doing. If it's good, you want to take that and keep that within you. But if it wasn't something that was that you felt was unfair to students, well, that you wanted to push push aside. But, I, but during those those 10 years of uh, after the principal told me this, I was continually going to the classrooms and paying attention to teachers. And then I would take that into my religious education, religious uh, class, religion classes, and I would teach and I would use that, those strategies to reach those students. And uh, it was then that I, I could see that I had the potential to become an educator. But it had not been for those words that that, that, that principle uh, had stayed to me that still resonates in my mind today. Had he not done that, I don't think I will be where I am today. So that, that's why I tell you, listen, when someone is, especially someone that, that has confidence in you and know your potential, listen to them. They're not trying to tell you anything that's going to hurt you. They're telling you because they, want, they know the type of individual you are. They know your character. They know what you're capable of becoming. So when someone states words such as I felt, when they do that, that means that they have the confidence in you. I, I'll never forget that uh, one of the board members who passed away and the superintendent at the time when I started school, he also taught me. He taught me grade school. And that's why he was so willing to work with me because he knew of my potential and he was willing to work around my schedule. And so any time you have people like that that know you and know what you're capable of doing and know your potential, Listen to them. It's not that they're trying to tell you how to live your life. It's that they 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 know they know they know your 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 potential. They know what you're capable of doing. So listen to those words. 
because it you know, one day it'll come back in in that you is, know in multiple as it is for me. Mr. Sonia, there 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 are um oftentimes um we 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 start at an entry level position or or we start at the bottom so to speak. Um and then there are people who find themselves in these um these higher positions or you know, they, they find themselves um you know, going from from a custodian custodian or or or, or just a regular worker in, in any company and then they find themselves in a higher position or they find themselves um, in a leadership role and, and so many people um, oftentimes forget what it was like to be. Yes, sir. Um, they forget what it was like to be. For example, many principals um, forget what it was like to be a teacher. They forget what it was like to be in the classroom. And, and, and our school officials, um, they do this. Um, so many people working for our state governments, our federal governments, they put so many unnecessary um, requirements on teachers because they forget what it was like to be a teacher themselves. So what um, what would you say to, to people who, who are in those leadership roles um, one, whether they are a principal, whether they are the superintendent, and, and I, I'm not trying to get you in trouble, or, or, or you know, or or, <laughs> or even or even you know, or even the teachers, because I know uh, because I I happen to be one of those teachers who are still in the trenches, you know, and a lot of times you know we're we're called into these meetings and we're like, why am I sitting here? I could be doing something that is more beneficial to my students, and, and, and you try to talk to your principal or, you, you you know, you try to talk to the school board, and it's like no one is listening. So, you know, what what would you say to that? Because so so often people get into these to these positions and they forget what it was like to be a custodian or they forget what it was like to be a cafeteria worker, you know, or a maintenance man, you know, or, or, or in any position. What, what, what do you say to that? Okay, and, and I, I'm so glad you said it, Ronnie. Uh, this is what I believe in. You, you never forget where you come from. But like I tell people right now this very day, uh, I'm the same person today that I was when I was a custodian. Uh, I know what, a, what the cafeteria workers need. I know what they go through. I know what a custodian needs. I know what they go through. I know what a teacher does and go through. And, and I know right now I'm in in the stage of, of, of principalship. But I don't forget where these people, what they go through day in and day out because I just came from being a teacher. So right now I can help teachers because I know uh, what their needs are. We have, to, we, have to be, we have to be collaborators. Okay, We can't just be leaders because I, 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 I find myself to be a leader among leaders because I feel that my staff, I have many leaders of my staff. And so if we listen to each other, because we're the ones that's in those trenches. We're the one that has to deal with the with, with uh, students in the classroom and how to teach them and what works effectively. Uh, you know, we are the ones that have to, we have to listen to these people. Oftentimes, that's what happens. They don't listen. They 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 just completely forget. I would tell them, you need to listen, because that's what I do with my staff. I listen, and that's why we have such a, a high morale on this campus because I listen. If you're not listening to people that are in the trenches, 
then we lose sight of what we're in here for, as to educate the students. If if we don't put students first, then we're losing everything, and it, and it causes. And right now, I think that's why so many people are getting out of education. I, I see it day to day now, people because we're putting so much laws on what teachers need to do and how teachers accountable, but we're not holding parents accountable. And I want the parents to hear that. We're not holding parents accountable. We're only holding teachers accountable. And this is where the people who have gone above need to sit back and listen to teachers, listen to your custodians, listen to your paraprofessionals, listen to your cafeteria workers. They speak volumes because their concern is truly about the students and not about self. I I, I know um, <laughs> I know how you have blessed uh, blessed my life just by by reading um, up on you and, and, and your story and and just hearing you tonight. Um, and I I know that that every teacher who is listening to this show is probably going to try to uh, apply <laughs> to work at your school. <laughs> Um, because I, I'm telling you, this is this this is rare. And one of the things that I that that I must say is that you can tell when someone is genuine, and and I, and I really think that you are a, a a genuine educator. I think that you have a genuine love for for education. I think you have a genuine love for children, um, because there are so many um, things going on. Um, in schools, um, there are so many things going on in our in our personal lives and in our professional lives, and, and for you to overcome the obstacles that you have, um, I mean, it, 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 it's just enough in itself. But I think people just listening to your voice and, and, and hearing these things come from you, um, I, I think I think it's just huge and. Um, what what do you think was the biggest thing that that you took out of um out of your experience? What what do you what was the biggest thing for you? Um, even if, you know, it it changed over the years because I know a lot of times you say, Hey, I learned this lesson and we come back, Hey, I learned this lesson. What do you think at this point, what do you think the biggest lesson learned was for you? And how are you applying that today? My, I guess I want to say my love for students, for children. You know, I have a, a great passion for educating. I just want to share something with you, and excuse me, if I sound a little emotional. My parents both passed. And even though they didn't graduate from uh, high school, excuse me. Take your time. Take your time. They were advocates for education. Gosh. If there's anything I could tell anyone is that my passion for students still lies today because I believe that our children are our future. And if we don't take care of them, we won't have much of a future. And I want to be one of those individuals that ensures that we have a bright future and our our children have a bright future and they become all that they can become because I know my mother and father right now are in heaven thanking God right now 
and he used to take care of his child, their child. Amazing. Amazing. And for our listeners, and just take your time, Mr. Sonier, you know, this is a story. We have no reason not to do or to live out our passion, our purpose, to open up those gifts that God has planted in us. We have no reason not to encourage one another. I mean, this is a story of true leadership, um, all the above, faith, being in God's will, honoring God through gratitude, giving thanks and everything to hear him talk about starting school that Monday and what happened to his house, yet he was determined to move on. So I'm lost for words. <laughs> I, 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 I just think that, um, I don't know, I mean, you have really inspired me, and, and I, I I don't know. I mean, I, I I go to work every day. I do my best every day, but now I just want to find something else to do I, I, because I don't know. I mean, it, this, this is just one really powerful and, and amazing story. Um, and, and like I said when I first started off, like, you never hear of these types of things, and 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 oftentimes we we hear the negative, um, we hear the bad things, but all it takes is one person, all it takes is one person to decide, hey, I'm going to make a change. I don't care how much I get paid, and everyone knows that teachers are are at the bottom when it when it comes to pay. But all it takes. <laughs> All it takes is one person to say, you know what, I don't care how much I'm going to get paid. I don't care what people think. I don't care what happens every day at 5 o'clock, at 6 o'clock, whatever time it is, I'm going to get up out of the bed. I'm going to go to, I'm going to, go to this school, and for seven hours, eight hours, when those kids are there, I'm going to stand in front of them. I'm going to give them everything I have. And then once they leave, I'm going to work for three or four or five more hours. No one is going to know that I'm still there working. No one knows that I have to tell my, my wife, my, my husband, my, my, my kids, my own kids, that, hey, I, I got to do this right now. And And people don't understand that. They don't understand that. Lunch may be 30 minutes, but as a teacher, you might get five minutes for lunch. They don't That's understand. Right. They don't understand as a teacher, when you have to use the bathroom, you got to hold it because you <laughs> cannot go anywhere. Exactly. And it's, That's right. It's so, it's so many things that go into being an effective educator, and people always focus on the money. Me personally, I don't care as long as as long as my bills are taken care of and all of that. I'm 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 fine. I don't have Amen, to. brother. Amen. I don't have to make six figures a year, but people don't understand that as a child, you don't get to choose your life. You don't get to pick who your family is. That's right. And we get children all of the time who are homeless, who you know they come from these single parent homes or they may live in the, these bad neighborhoods, 
mom may be, you know, on drugs, dad may be in jail, and we have to teach those people. And I've never been a principal, so I may may deal with 25 or 50 kids, but you deal with hundreds of kids, and I, you know, for you to say, you know, hey, I want to do this, and you still, you know, at this point in your life, you 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 still want to do this. And That's I, right. Oh, yeah. And, and I commend you, and I have so much respect for you, and, and I hope that one day I can touch as many lives um, as you have because I think that you have done a phenomenal job. And, you know, so many people, I'm just I'm just reading, you know, text messages as they come through and, and, and messages on Facebook. So many people, I think, have been waiting to, to, to hear your story and, and, and to just listen to you speak. Yes, no, this is Tamin. We're not going to keep you much longer, but we do have a caller, so if you could take this caller's question, and then what we'll do is, because I know it's it's after 9 there, but if if you want to stay on, you're welcome to, but I don't want to overstay my welcome, as they used to say, because I'm not done with you. <laughs> we may have to bring you back, so I want to treat you right the first time. But we do have a caller, and this is a caller out of the 615 area code with the last four digits of 6722. Caller, you are on the air with us. Thank you for calling. You're welcome. Hello, everyone. Hi. Hello. Hi. Hi. Um, <laughs> my question is, how do you – oh, wait. First, I want to know, um, what was your turning point? I, I came late into the show, but I really want to know, what was your turning point from being a janitor and then becoming a, a principal? There has to be, like, some – something in your life that made you say, you know, this is enough, I know I can be more or I have more potential, what was that turning point for you? Okay, yeah, it, it was when that, when, that, when that principal was talking to me and, uh, and he told me that he would like to see, he would rather see me, uh, he said I'd benefit the, the students at the school better as an educator than a, than a custodian. And it was then when he said those words that 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 remained in my mind and in my heart, and so uh, from that point forward, that's when I decided I'd go and start teaching religious edu- uh, religious education at my church, and and right. through those and, and during that time, I learned and come into the classrooms watching teachers teach, I learned that hold up I could do this, and so uh, when in 2000 when that that principal told me uh, you need to take up that other principal that was here that retired. You need to take him up on what he said. Uh, you need to do it. I decided yes, I will. Since now that both my stu- my sons had, had well, in both in college, and I, I went ahead and entered college with them. So uh, the third part was right then in 1985. Okay. Um, my other question is, like I have a little cousin and she's only four, but. She's already having, like, the mindset of, I don't want to go to school. And my question is, like, how do you get students involved in their education? Because I have sisters who they're not involved in their education like they should be at such a young age. How do you go about motivating those kids? I mean, regardless of their situation, my little cousin's already four and starting off not wanting to go to school. And I have my sisters who lack wanting to get the education they need, but they, they they insist on me to help them do their homework without doing it. So how do okay. I motivate them? 
Now the little four-year-old, you said he, he doesn't want to go to school? Yeah, but she she's only in kindergarten, but she's already to the point where she doesn't want to go to school and she doesn't want to do her homework. Okay, is 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 uh, someone involved with uh Is there someone at home that can help? Her mom says she spends time with her, but she already has that mentality, I don't want to go to school. And I was overhearing her have a conversation with her cousin this past weekend, and I don't know if it's because the generation, be, like the generation after her, they're speaking like they don't want to go to school, they don't want to do, you know, this and that, which, invo- which involves them being in school. So she's very smart. She hears that. So now she's starting to get that mentality, oh, I don't want to go to school. I don't want to do homework. Okay, yes, yeah. And I, I see what's happening. Was well, what what that child really needs is some is someone, and and I'm not saying there isn't anyone. Is is there some role model uh, that the kid uh, likes? Is there some some uh, sports figure, some uh, actress, some actor, somebody that 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 a child would idolize? And and a lot of times I say we could use somebody like that and let that child know a little bit about that individual and how that individual accomplished what they did in school and whatnot. And if you want to be like that, you know, th- this is what you need to do. And it, it, th- th- because every child needs that push. But they need some someone or something that's going to inspire them or motivate them. Because if, if there's no motivate, if there's nothing to motivate them, then that, that's going to be the attitude. They don't like, they don't like school. If, if it's spoken in the home that uh, I don't care about school, I don't care, about, that, 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 that's something that, uh, that can uh, uh, have them to say, I don't want to, I don't want to do homework, I don't want to do this. But they need to be made to know that this is what happens if you don't want to do it. And they also have to know that there are consequences for not want to do those things. But they have somebody has to practice some tough love because sometimes yeah. tough love works. Okay. What what if parents are not showing? Because um, it just seems we have many many parents. I'm glad that you focused on you know that we're not holding parents accountable. I could not agree with you more. Um, I also agree with you wholeheartedly about prayer. I never looked at it that way. Prayer being taken out of school, but we put it in the prison. Um, right. But what it's it's it's, it's so frustrating. Um, just to see the lack of interest that comes from parents. I've had the opportunity to work in the school system in North Carolina, in Florida, and in Georgia, and it has not changed across the board. There's such a lack of concern, participation across the board. What, how can we, what can we do to hold parents more accountable? And that will be the last and final question because, again, we don't want to keep you all night. But, but what can we do? What, what rights uh, do we have from teachers to principals to just bystanders? What rights do we have? Okay, this is what we need to do, okay, because uh, a lot of parents, you know, we have some parents that, that uh, aren't uh, well-educated, or, or especially with the, with, with the with the I, I don't know in Louisiana we just started Common Core, for example. We look at that and we, we and we see that a lot of parents things aren't taught the way we learned. And so what we have to do is we have to open our schools to uh, sacrifice a little bit. We we'll open up our schools to to having parents come in and say, look, we're going to help teach you so that way you can help your child. Because what's happening at home sometimes 
is that if a parent doesn't know, they just push the kid to the side. Uh, if we, as a, a educational system, say let's bring our parents in, let's off, open ourselves to them, because that's what parents need. Some they they, they they won't say it. Some are afraid to say it. Now, granted, you got some that don't, don't and could care less. But for the mm-hmm. ones who do, you pull them in with like I'm just something that we that we started here, where we do family nights, where we have parents come in, we 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 pump it up, we hype it up, and we get parents to our schools, and we do a family night. We touch on skills that that we know the, the students are going to be having problems with. And what we do is we have them, the teachers teach it. And we don't leave it there because what you don't want is you want immediate feedback. So we do it that, that night before the parents leave, they they, they evaluate and they and they, we do a survey. We put it in a box. Then we go back and we, we look at those surveys. And if there's some other thing that the parents felt that we need to do, then we say, okay, then let's do that. And so by doing that, then we look at our numbers to increase because the parents are going to go out and tell other parents, look, this is what they're doing over here at Pope Elementary. We need to start doing what, because if y'all want to know what we're doing, come, come over there and then, and then we, uh, come over to the school and they're going to help us so we can help our children. And so if a parent gains some of that knowledge, because some of us are ashamed to go and tell you they, they want to know, but if you offer it to them uh, without them, they so uh, recognizing what you're actually trying to accomplish, <laughs> they, they, they buy in. That's what you want. You want to get parents to buy in. And if the parents buy in, then it's going to make it better for the entire community. Okay. Okay. And what's the name of the program that, what, what's the name of the program that you have there? Well, we call it, we call it Family Night, where we just, where, where we, we uh, uh, get the parents to come in with their children and, and, uh, and work on skills that uh, that uh, we know is going to be a difficult skill, and we want the parents to get their hands up on it, and so we teach it to the parents ahead of time, so that way, they, when when the parents understand it, then they can teach that child, and it, and that that way allows the parent to spend more time with their children, instead of uh, we each in our own room doing our own thing. Where do your children? The, your, your school goes up to fourth grade, is that right? Right, pre K to fourth. And then. Huh? Where do they go after? Do they all kind of go to the same middle school after that? Do they kind of stick right. together? Yes, ma'am. They go to that, that middle school. How, how many children have you seen transition? I mean, how many years have you seen transition to the middle school, and have you kind of kept up with those to see how they are doing after they leave your school? Well, I'll tell you what. The, uh, uh, we, have a good, we, have, we have a good middle school. Uh, a lot of our students that leave here uh, are, doing real, are doing well. And in fact, uh, I, and me, I keep up with the students that I taught, and I, I was just so happy to say that my students are doing extremely well. So, I'm excited about that. I, yeah. I kind of expected that. that that answer, and and that just goes to show that <laughs> one person can. I mean, really, it's a triggering effect. And and I, I know I said I was gonna start with the questions, but I had to get that one in too because I kind of felt like you were gonna say they they do well. I only hope that they go to a principal who has as much love. Um, and concern and leadership that you have, um, and I would just love to, to years later find out where those kids are who who come to you from from kindergarten to fourth grade right. who have an opportunity to spend with you and your teachers, your faculty and staff, because I'm sure your the faculty 
is a reflection of you as well. And and not to put principles down, but again, I've I've been in the, the North Carolina, Georgia, Florida, and there, there there's there's a need for change even at the top of uh, top level. Yes, ma'am. Teachers need someone to stick up for them, and like you said, understand. What or Rodney mentioned, you know, understand what it means to be a teacher or whatever it is, because it is a tough job, and the ones who really have a love and concern for it, they tend to get kind of pushed aside with the, like Rodney said, with the meetings and and when they speak up, because their goal is for these children to learn, to become responsible, um, capable, loving people. With, yes. with values, with morals, and, and so much more, we're losing that. We're losing that, and these kids are our future. So I commend you. Know you. That's what I get tired of, and, I, and that's why like, I'm glad Rodney brought that up. I, I'm one that gets tired of always changing things from the bottom up, where I'm, I'm, I'm a person who feels uh, change needs to be from the top down. Top down. You know, and, right. and, and, uh, and I think if, if, if change is made at the top, then everyone's going to be happy. But until they listen to, to to the people at the bottom, uh, I think it's going to continue to remain that way. So if I can be a voice for those people, I would love to. Okay. And when is, I promise, this is the last one, when is your program for the uh, that you're doing for your students just to kind of bring awareness to what who you are and what you're doing? When is your program? Well, well this, this award program takes place in, in April. Uh, it's towards the end of April where we do it. But this is an opportunity where I can actually get out the, to talk to all the students and, and, and let them know, give them my story. So that way, when they go to the next grade level, they can remember what I said and what I've accomplished, and, and they can apply to their own education when they move from pre-K to kindergarten, or from kindergarten to first, and so forth and so on. Yes. Okay. 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 All right. Well, we will. We can. We can bring it to a close, uh, Rodney. Any any last words? Uh, what I'd like to do now, after you come in, is just kind of talk more about the competition, and and then I'll talk about. I'm going to post the information on the site. I wanted to save that for last because I wanted people to tune into the show. But be mindful that the show will be archived, and our students are able to listen for this entire week, so they can listen and still have time to. Uh, submit their essays and so forth, but we're going to give out that information here shortly. Rodney, any final words or questions for Mr. Sunier? Um, <laughs> um, I would like to uh, to ask one question uh, before before I make any final remarks, um, uh, Mr. Sunier. Um, so I've heard that you are the person who who cleans your office. Is there <laughs> truth? Is is there any truth to that? And why is it that you clean your own office? Would you be willing to share that with the, with yes. the audience? I think it's very important. <laughs> well, I did the same thing when, when I became a teacher. I would tell the custodians, don't worry, uh, I got this. And so when I became a principal, <laughs> I felt, why not? I mean, you know, uh, it's, ju- it's just a room. Uh, I don't feel the need to, to have the custodian come here and, and dust when I can do it. I mean, I did it for 27 years. Why not? Finish my career, clean up my classroom, clean up my office. <laughs> no, hey, no big deal. No big deal to me. <laughs> yes, yeah, so I, I still I, do this. Yes, I do that. It's true to it. <laughs> um, I, I, I did. I did want to put that out there, um, <laughs> mainly because that, that that is how I would personally um, like to close. And I and, and I think that I think that so many times 
um, we we forget where we come from. And I think, um, you know, it's great to to have faith. It, it is great to, to be talented. It is great to, you know, to believe that God will, will move mountains for you. But there is no point in God moving those mountains if you are going to forget who and what was on the other side of those mountains. Yes, sir. And I think that it is very important for our youth, for our adults who are listening and, and those who will catch up on the show and, th- and those who will see you on TV and hear you on other radio broadcasts to understand is that, you know, we all have to start from somewhere. And where you go depends solely on you. On and you. I think, I think that your story um, is a very touching one. I think that it is one that that we all can benefit from. Um, it is one that you don't hear of. Um, and so I have been blessed um, to, to just read um, about your story, uh, me being a teacher. Um, and, and there are no limitations to, to, to where we can go as people, to where we can go as professionals. There are no limitations um, there are no excuses, no, no excuses, um, because you are the the best example that I that I know of. That if you want to achieve something, it is definitely possible. No matter where you come from, no matter where you have been, it is possible. And so, I personally want to thank you um, for what you have done and what you are continuing to do. Please continue to be the man that you are. Please continue mm-hmm. allow God to, to use you because so many people need you in their life. They need your message. They need to hear from you. So it has been a pleasure, and thank you again. Yeah, okay. and we will – I don't know if you want to kind of hang on for the rules, but I do want you to be in, involved as much as possible. We'll, we'll send you a copy of the winning essays and, and all that, you know, we do here. But, but this is not the end because we want to continue to do this. I would like to do this on a yearly basis, open it up to kids on a yearly basis uh, for the essay competition. So we will just stay in touch. And um, any final words from you? And, again, you are welcome to stay on as we give the instructions and rules for the competition. Uh, but any final words from you? Any final questions, comments? Well, first of all, uh, and I know Rodney was just uh, thanking me, but, you know, uh, uh, I would like to add this, Rodney. Uh, uh, I would like to, I, I would more so thank God because he made, he made all this possible. Uh, it's like I would just like to say this one thing. Always remember that when you wake up in the morning, you don't wake up on your own accord. It's not your strength that wakes you up. It is God who breathes that life in you that allows you to get up, to hear that alarm clock, or whatever wakes you up, and allow you to accomplish what you accomplished that day. So all that you ever have, is remember, is not yours. It's his. But know that he does promise success to those who hear his voice. And so with that yes, being sir. said, God bless everyone. Thank you, thank you, thank, thank you. you, thank you for all that you do and 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 you have done. I just we thank you. You have love from us from everywhere. So thank you, and I will be in touch um, very soon. So thank you, thank you, thank you. Please do, and and and, uh, and I'm glad. With, I'm happy to be a part of what you've done uh, 
Tammy, uh, I think it's. I, I hope that it. It. Uh, our. Our togetherness here, and God and I say God is brought us all together here. I hope it is. It, it's this program inspires others. And I thank you for having me a part of that because I think what you're doing. Yeah, you know, I feel in my heart what you're doing is great. So keep up the good work. Thank you okay. so much. If you need some good teachers, Mr. Sonia, I'm your man. I'm your man. If you need some good teachers. I think you should go to work there. <laughs> well, you all take care. God bless you. I love you all, okay? Thank you. Love we you love too. you, too. All right. Good night. Good night. <laughs> okay. Well, we're going to stay on um, because we do have some information to give out. Um, and, and if you hear nothing, well, let me not say that. Remember, just because the student is not on tonight or if you've not reached out to someone that you know can benefit or will benefit from this, please know that we're giving this out and you can listen to the archive show or have a student or students, your children, your nieces, nephews, cousins, neighbors, you can have them listen in and they'll be able to get the information needed um, for the competition. So, Rodney, if you'll give out some of the instructions uh, that you have and then I will uh, tell them where to send the essays and how to get in contact with us with any additional questions. Um, first of all, uh, we would like to thank Mr. Sonia for, 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 for coming on once again. Uh, this was a great show. Tammy, thanks for um, allowing me to be on with you all. Um, for those of you who are listening, um, if you are in middle school, grades 6 through 8, or high school, grades 9 through 12, um, you will have a chance to um, extend your participation in this show. We are looking for middle and high school students to write a one to two page essay on perseverance and determination. And we're not focusing more so on grammar and things of that nature, but what did you get out of tonight's broadcast and how do you plan to apply that to your life so your voice and your essay will, will mean the most um, in your writing? Um, so you have uh, some time to think about that. You have some time to reflect on tonight's show. Um, and don't try to find these big, uh, these big words um, to try to impress anyone. Just be yourself. Um, and put down on paper what you have in your mind right now. What did tonight? Um, what did tonight's broadcast do for you personally? And so that is what we are looking for. And you will have a chance um, if you're a middle school or a high school student. You will have a chance um, at some some really cool prizes. Um, I think Timmy is going to touch on that um, in just a moment. But we do. Um, hope that you all will participate. Again, if you know of any middle or high school students who may not have been able to listen in to uh, tonight's broadcast, please, uh, please, please, please encourage them to go back and listen to tonight's show. Tammy? Okay. Thank you. Thank you, Rodney. Um, thank you, too, Rodney, just for, for stepping in. It, it worked so wonderfully Um with you being a teacher and, and giving all that you give to students and so forth. So I just want to personally thank you because I couldn't have did it without you. Um, I think you 
just brought a whole other perspective to it, and I just really, really thank you for it, for jumping in and, and doing what you did tonight as well, and certainly thank, again, Mr. Sonier. I have just been moved. Um, I'm, in, I'm just inspired. So as far as the, the competition, we have set up an email, and it's contest at butterflyevolution.org. Again, contest at butterflyevolution.org is the email address. So that is where you will submit your essays. However, what I'm going to do is because, and this is why I'm I'm not going to upload the documents that you will need until midnight tomorrow because I want you as students to truly reflect on where you are, where you want to go, who you are, and again, as, as Rodney mentioned, the perseverance, the determination, what you received from tonight's show, I would suggest going back and listening to the show again. So take some time, take maybe tomorrow night to listen. You, 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 you owe this to yourself, to your future. So do that. Um, grab some friends and have them do the same or do it with you. So, again, for the email address, And, again, I will put this on the Butterfly Evolution website, and I'm going to give you that here shortly. But the email address that you will send the essays to is contest, C-O-N-T-E-S-T, the at sign, butterflyevolution.com. The web address that you will need to visit to get the information, we have the the parental consent form that we will upload because you will need that because you're going to be, again, spotlighted on the Butterfly Evolution radio show. We have Change the World. The Change the World movement will also spotlight you um, on their blog with the copy of your essay, pictures, and so forth. And we have a magazine that a newly released or newly released magazine um, that will spotlight you as well. Don't have the name right now because of some situations behind the scenes that we need to take care of, but they have volunteered to spotlight you as well, the winners. So that being said, www.butterflyevolution.org is the website, and I'll spell that out for you. B-U-T-T-E-R-F-L-Y. E-V-O-L-U-T-I-O-N. It's just butterflyevolution.org. You can always go back and listen to the show to get this. I'm going to give you a number as well, so if you didn't get any any of that or if what you wrote down does not work or if you want to call me and get it directly, feel free to call 888-483-7445. Again, 888-483-7445. 7445. You can leave a message there, and I'll call you back uh, just as quickly as possible. I try to return all phone calls uh, the same day. As long as I receive it before 3, 4 o'clock in the afternoon, I can get you a call back that same day. So that number, again, is 888-483-7445 for the additional information. However, the information will be uploaded tomorrow night on the website. One more time, Butterfly evolution.org, and that's where you can get the information from. Rodney, anything uh, from you? 
Um, <laughs> I, I, I'm just like you. I'm just in awe, and and I am inspired myself. And I hope that um, any young people who are listening tonight, I do hope that they take um, something from tonight's show, and I do hope that they participate in this uh, writing com- competition. And don't necessarily look at it and say, ooh, I hope that I win or um, I won't win anyway, so I'm not going to participate because I, um, I know that a lot of times, a lot of times um, children t- uh, tend to do that. Um, but just like I told my nephew um, Saturday night, who's a 10th grader, whether you win or not is, is such a small thing in comparison to what you will learn about yourself and what you will learn about when it comes to life, education, you will gain such a great experience just by writing this essay because a lot of times we don't know what is in us until we start writing or until we start speaking. So for those of you young people who are out there listening, write the essay for yourself because you never know what's on the inside of you. You never know what is going to come out of you. You never know how you will be inspired yourself. So I encourage you to write the essay. Again, it is not about who can spell the most words correctly. It is not about who can make subject and verbs agree. It is about who was inspired by this show. And and that is what is being looked at when you write these essays. If you are an adult, as many young people um, that you can think of, that you can find, please encourage them. Give them the website. Give them the contact information, the email, the phone number. Give it to them so that they can be a part of this and, and, and hear what Mr. Sonya has to say. Me being 31, I'm not in middle school or high school, but I just want to go ahead. <laughs> I want to go to school right now. We have a two-hour delay tomorrow. I want to go to school right now. <laughs> but this was this was great. And if it's okay with you, Tammy, I would be willing to extend my contact information just in case they, you know, someone wants to contact me um, about about this uh, about the oh, show. Oh, please do because that will that will that will help on this end as well. And I'll give you the um, information for the. The toll-free number too, because you can you can maybe log in and kind of answer some calls from there if we have. So give out your information as well, and then and we'll work behind the scenes on the other. And I also just got a text that I did say .com the last time, so the the I'm probably just have it, but the the website <laughs> is butterflyevolution.org. I'm sorry, O-R-G. So it's butterflyevolution.org for the website, um, and that's where we will upload the the parental. Uh, consent form and the instructions you will need in writing the essay. And it's like Rodney said, it's not very detailed. We really just want to hear from you. We really want to get the message. Um, and I felt to, to, to mention that it is a monetary prize for both uh, winners. And we are holding on the amount because I am consistently receiving um, donations. So I'm hopeful that you will just write your heart away and wait to be to just be in awe about your your prize so um but there is a monetary value or a prize for each winner and that's in addition to the the spotlights um on additional networks as well and magazines so 
again, we just want to to inspire our youth, our parents, our teachers, our educators um, from the top to the bottom, as Mr. Sonier said, we have to start to speak out and and just be responsible, take more responsibility in our children and our neighbors' children. We just have to become that village again and people of concern, people of value, integrity, and love for one another. Because if you love me, you want to see me operate in my gifts. You want to see my purpose fulfilled. You want to see me happy. You want to see me succeed. You want to see that child obtain the the grades that you know he or she is capable of. So there's so much to learn from this show, not just for our young people, but for teachers, for parents, for, you know, the people who, the janitors, the, the everyone, everyone. So share this show. Share it times 10. Share it. You have the remainder of the week to listen to the archive show. So it does not stop tonight. It, it starts tonight. So just think of it that way. It starts because the, the archive show will be is out there and it will be out there right after this show. So it's available 24-7. Uh, people have time, and can, and it's available all day, all night to listen. And you can also reach me um, by email at jordanliterature at gmail.com. That's Jordan, J-O-R-D-A-N. Um, if, you want, if it helps to think of Michael Jordan, um, as the kids like to call me in school, um, Jordan Literature. J-O-R-D-A-N-L-I-T-E-R-A-T-U-R-E at gmail.com, or you can also reach me by phone at 703-595-5055. I will be glad to help um, anyone um, with this process or answer any questions you may have, or if I can't answer them, I'll take them and and I'll get with uh, Tammy. And also... um, Whoever wins the 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 prize for the competition will also receive um, a copy of my book, Tired of Being Black. So um, we want to make this the best experience possible for our young people. Rodney, you just reminded me of something. We have um, a lady out of North Carolina. I was traveling last week, and a nice lady gave me a coach bag, a brand new coach bag, and she said, I don't have money to donate, but I have something that you could get money for. <laughs> she just reminded me of that. I'm going to post, um, it's the only way I know to, to kind of do it, is post this out on Facebook, and I'll do it okay. on the um, blog talk site as well. And what I thought we'd do is just maybe do a raffle uh, we have another week or so to to do that because again I want to to leave it open as far as the prize because I want to allow people time to to make the donations and there's no donation too small and everything donated will go towards the you know the prize for the winners we will just take what we get split it in half and that's what the winners will receive so I will. Um, Maybe I'll get with Torian <laughs> about that. She can help me kind of come up with something. Uh, but it is, it's a coach bag, uh, has whatever comes with it, the little whatever, the little pamphlet inside it and all that. So um, we'll just kind of raffle it off for a dollar or two here and there and then select a winner um, from there. 
but I'll get sounds that out tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, sounds good to me too. So just just to show you how people support, you know, and again, she says I, I don't, you know, I can't give financially. I don't have that, but I certainly have something that you can get some money for. So, yes, we can because they are quite popular. So, <laughs> so yeah. But it's been a great night. Uh, Rodney, any final words? And any final words from uh, any of our listeners, you know, just no, that is that is that that is it for me. I, I, I'm just glad that I was able to be a part of this show. Um, and okay. Tammy, please continue to do what you're doing. I think you are touching more lives than you realize. Thank you, Rodney. And I guess we'll have to, uh, for our listeners that are still on with us, we still have quite a few. Um, soon, we're working through the details behind the scenes. It's just been really busy. But but Rodney um, and Torian will be joining Butterfly Evolution. We're going to do a little series uh, that we're just trying to, again, do better to, to encourage um, adults to do better in raising kids, better parenting, just doing better in all that we do. So we're going to work uh, behind the scenes to put that all together and provide more information as as time comes. But we will have that out pretty soon. So, you know, tell people about that as, as well, parents. Mothers, fathers, grandparents, we all need to do a little better. As, as Mr. Sunyer said, that we're not holding parents accountable, and we should be. Okay? Amen well, I have that. no more words. <laughs> thank you, thank you. I have nothing else. Uh, again, if you need any information from me, the number you can call is 888-483-7445. Again, 888-483-7445. I'm also on Facebook. Um, as Rodney is as well, and you can reach us there. Um, so we look forward to hearing from you, and do share it because it's not too late. So share it with any middle and high or high school student that you know. That being said, thank you all for joining us tonight. Everyone have a wonderful, wonderful night. Thank you again, Rodney. Thank you. All right.
Butterfly Evolution puts the spotlight on Share It Forward. We live in a society that suffers from financial illiteracy. We all pay the price because of it. Poverty, truancy, teenage pregnancy, and crime are just a few symptoms of this epidemic. Ever wondered why most of the money seems to flow to the top and the poor seem to stay at the bottom? There's a reason for it. The system isn't broken. It was built this way. Built to keep the vast majority of people struggling all their lives trying to get ahead. This struggle is shared by all people regardless of race, color, creed, or religion. I'd like to introduce you to a concept for gaining control of your financial life. It's called Share It Forward. Someone teaches you how to improve your personal finances and you give that knowledge to someone else. You learn, grow, and change all while making the world a better place to live. First, you learn how to get your money mind straightened out, and then you reach out to someone and you share it forward so they can be lifted up and out of the rut of financial illiteracy. Destinies can be forged. Lives can forever be changed, one person at a time. Get started today on your road to financial literacy. Visit DebtShepherd.com, that's Debt, D-E-B as in boy, T as in Tom, Shepherd, S-H-E-P as in Paul, H-E-R-D.com. Again, DebtShepherd.com, D-E-B as in boy, T as in Tom, Shepherd, S-H-E-P as in Paul, H-E-R-D.com. Thank you, and you are listening to the Butterfly Evolution Show. We will return there shortly. Thank you. It's been a while. I'm not who I was before. You look surprised. Your words don't burn me anymore. Been meaning to tell ya, but I guess it's clear to see. Don't be mad. It's just a brand new kind of me. Can't be bad. I found a brand new kind of free. with your ego He's the one that we should blame Had to grab my heart back Got no something had to change Thought that you'd be happy I found the one thing I need Why you mad? It's just a brand new kind of me It took a long, long time To get here Be surprised. 
Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.